Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He is so good. He is so good. Praise God. I'm so, um, I'm very excited uh, this morning to, to share with you. I'm excited. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, going to tell you the end from the beginning. Uh, we're going to be opening up the altar, so get ready because I believe that God is going to do some deliverance today, and God is going to set some people free today, and I believe it. And so get ready. Just know as God begins to talk to you, he wants you to know right now, he goes, I am ready to deliver you. I'm ready to take things that may be have weighed you down for years and years and years, and I'm ready to set you free and deliver you today. Now do you understand why I'm excited about preaching today and bringing the word today? I'm excited. I'm excited. And uh, wanted to, uh, uh, the title of the message is, is Deliver Me. Deliver Me. How many in here has ever prayed that before? Those two words. How many have prayed it? Many times. Yes. Over and over. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me. And Today, as we talk about this subject of deliverance, I'm going to, first, I just want to lay the foundation of what we have in Christ. And even as uh, Sister Paula began to, to do that and have us breathe in and say the name of Jesus and, and talk about peace, uh, even, even as she did that, the Lord just began talking to me um, down here in the front, just, just saying, he goes, so many of my people don't understand what I have for them. So many people live in a way that brings hurt, pain, uh, and their, their joy is stolen from them. And I, I just want to give them what I paid the price for. I want to give them. I already paid the price for it. I shed my blood for them, for them to have deliverance, for them to have joy, for them to have peace. I, I shed my blood for them. And he took me back. And he took me back and just took me uh, to um, just a lot of times in the morning and lately. Uh, in the morning time, I'll, I'll come and I'll get my coffee and stuff and, and I'll sit down and just begin talking to God. And lately, I, I literally have been, um, I'll, I'll go, I'll set my coffee down, got my Bible, and I'll sit down and I'll, and I'll put my head up and I'll look across uh, to the other couch, uh, because that's how I talk to Jesus, because I believe he's there, and I know that he's there, and I literally, first thing in the morning, first thing, I literally am looking up and begin to just pray, and I'm literally just breaking out in laughter, at the, just like that, I'm just laughing, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, my kids, they probably think something's crazy going on, or whatever, and, and I just begin laughing, because at that very moment, when, when I'm sitting down and I look up and get ready to talk to and have a relationship with my father, he fills me with the joy. And all of a sudden, I can't stop laughing because of the joy and the freedom that I live in. It's awesome. It is so awesome. 
It is incredible. And to sit and look, and, and what even brings more joy is when you can look through your past and see all the moments, see all the times that God has delivered you, that God has set you free. And it just brings even more and more joy. And, I, and I've done that so many times lately, and the Lord just brought that back to me. How he saw, And he said, listen, I want, this is what I want to do today. I want to give people their joy back. I want to deliver them. I want them to understand what I have for them and the gifts that I have for them. And so today, I want to talk a little bit, just to start off, um, I, want to, I want to dig into the scripture and really talk about just who he is and the power that we have at our, hand, at our fingertips, the power that is given to us through Jesus Christ. Obviously, we know the word of God is powerful, and his word is what gives us strength. His word is what builds our faith and our confidence in him, that no matter what we face, he is there. That no matter what we face, God is there to deliver us. And so I want to go through some scripture and just kind of hit some scriptures first thing this morning. And talk about these areas uh, of the word that talk about God's strength and power and deliverance. And uh, the first one is 1 John 4.4. 4. 1 John 4.4 4 says this. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Come on. The, the one who, everybody say, the one that is in me. It's greater than the one that is in the world. And I was, uh, I was at a conference yesterday in Cincinnati, and uh, I'm glad. I was like, sometimes you just want to go and just be and participate, and I'm glad that nobody saw me because they probably would have pulled me up on stage and, you know, and stuff. And so I'm glad that nobody recognized me and stuff. It's probably the beard. And, uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, the one, one pastor, he said something that I wrote it down in my notes because I absolutely loved it. And, and he, uh, he described when he was talking about the one of the world and Satan and the fallen angels and his, uh, his saying about Satan and all that he is and the fallen angels is, is dead angel walking because they know their end. And we know their end. And God has overcome them. It's already set in stone. It's not 50-50 in the air. It, their, their fate has already been decided. Their fate has already been decided. God is victorious. And because he is in us, we have victory over the world and all that it tries to throw up on us. I'm just telling the truth. That's what it is. Enemy just tries to vomit on us all the time. That's not fun. That's not fun at all. I know from experience because I had at least two of my kids when I was holding them up. I was like, well, I know what they had for breakfast. And then right after that, they found out what I had for breakfast. It's not fun. It's gross. But the enemy constantly tries to just pour his nasty, gross, who he is, the father of lies, tries to pour him, pour him all over us all the time. But we 
are overcomers. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we are overcomers because he is in us. Their fate has already been decided. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. I love this. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that he set us free. I don't know about you, but a lot of times we don't act like we're free. A lot of times we're still thinking about all the things we did in the past. We're, we're, we're still have the, the wrong mentality of who we are in Christ. Because Christ said it is not, he didn't say it is for guilt that I have set you free. It is for shame that I have set you free. It is for condemnation. No, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But so many times we live in a self-condemnation. We, we allow things like that to begin to steal our joy, begin to steal all that God has for us. And I said something um, a few weeks ago that I, 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 I was, uh, just felt like God was saying to, to come up and just say um, that we never, ever have to be satisfied or just kind of uh, give up for anything less than all ha God has for us. We don't have to compromise at all. We can receive all that God has for us, and we should never, never compromise with any other thing. We should say, I will receive all that God has for me. And many times, God is saying it's for freedom that I have set you free, but yet we don't live in freedom. But God is saying, I want to deliver you. I want to deliver my church. I want to deliver my people from these things that are, are destroying their joy and taking away their freedom and taking away the gift that I have given them. God has called us. He has called us to live in freedom. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 13 and 14 says this, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Once again, once again, he says, listen, he has rescued us. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness. He did it. He did it. And I'm telling you that I'm going through these scriptures today because I want us to understand who God is and what he's done for us. Because I believe with all my heart that, once again, that so many of us are not there. We're not there. We've allowed uh, things in our life that has kept us from this place of deliverance. And when I'm talking about deliverance, I'm talking about many areas in our life. Sometimes there's deliverance needs to occur from things that happened years ago. Sometimes it's a, it's a pattern or an addiction in our life. It could be sin. It could be other things that just kind of weigh us down, and we feel like we're constantly fighting. We're constantly losing and getting back up and losing. And God is wanting to bring deliverance in any and every area of, our, of your life today. He wants you to understand that this is what he did for us. And he wants us to be able to look at him 
and began to burst out into laughter because of the joy and the freedom that we're living in. Come on. How many? That sounds good, doesn't it? It is good. It's incredible. It is good. I promise you. It's incredible. And so when he talks about how in that, once again, that we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says this. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Come on now. Come on. I, I, I will tell you this. That this is one scripture that I probably will never fulfill because I don't have time to trample on the snakes because I'm running so fast um, away that, yeah, and, and so I don't have time to, to trap. Listen, listen, I am, I, Lord, help me overcome my fear. But, I mean, snakes are, I'm going to have a conversation with God when we get to heaven about it. But um, I'm from West Virginia, and uh, also I had encounters with poisonous snakes. And one time um, on the side of the mountain, I moved a big rock, and there was a copperhead underneath it. And it latched out of me and hit the front of my shoe. And uh, thank God I had my trusty Converse on that had that rubber. <laughs> and, and, uh, and from that moment, of course, my Paul Paul came over. He always had a gun on his hip. I'll get that snake. And it, you, I, you think I hated snakes? My Paul Paul hated snakes. He, he got bit twice growing up and almost died two times in the hospital from getting bit by uh, copperheads. And so, and so anyway, and so I... So I will never fulfill that, uh, yes, that, uh, that I'm, I'm just not going to do it. It's not going to happen. How many can testify and say that I am right there with you and all this? And, and so, yes, and, and I'm sitting there remembering, I, I see Kelly over there, and, um, and, and partly I'm thinking that maybe you should have let it happen and maybe, maybe revival would have broke out. Uh, but one time, uh, Mr. Kelly was coming back through this door, and as he was coming through this hallway, a snake was about ready to come through. Do you remember that? A snake was about ready to come through the door right there. And so I, you might have let it go because revival could have broke out. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, hey, we know a squirrel caused revival in a church one time. So, you know, so we know that, it, that a snake could have done it. Um, also, it's so, it's so anyway, it's so, yeah, I'm getting off course here, but I, I mean, it's good to laugh, isn't it? It's good to have joy. And so, so listen, God has given us the authority to trample over anything that this world or the enemy tries to bring towards us. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three through five says this, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Did you hear that? They have the weapons we fight with, the God who lives in us, the power we have through him has the divine power to demolish. I said demolish strongholds in our life. We demolish arguments and every pretensions that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We 
have the power of freedom that God has given us through the authority and the power that we have to trample over anything, any thoughts or whatever. Now, how many, we're talking about thoughts, how many before has just been anywhere and all of a sudden a ungodly thought just from out of nowhere comes in your mind and you're like, where in the world did that come from? How, come on, how many, how, how many, I mean, yeah, it's like, I wasn't thinking about that. I ain't never thought about that. Where in the world did that thought come from? But listen, the enemy's always going to try to throw his darts. He's, he's, he's doing everything. He's desperate. He's, de- he's trying to do everything he can. But it don't matter what comes our way, even a thought, we can take authority over it. And we can say, no, I don't think so. You become obedient to Christ right now in Jesus' name. So listen, I'm talking about this, and I'm spending a little bit more time on this because one of the biggest areas that people need deliverance is their mind. God wants to renew our mind. He wants to deliver us. He wants to deliver us from the, the thoughts that are not of him. He wants to grab a hold of those things and cast them away. And we have and can do that through the power and authority that lives in us through Jesus Christ to overcome and cast down every thought that is not from God. Now, there's times, there's times where you might have to, to do that a thousand times a day, but do it a thousand times a day. Victory is coming. Victory will come. It's all, listen, victory has already, the price has already been paid for it. It's already there. God wants us to grab a hold and live in it. He wants us to understand that what we have through him, that we can demolish all strongholds, We can be delivered from anything. God wants to deliver us. He wants to deliver us. So I want to just, like I said, to share a few scriptures with you today just to to understand and know through the word of God that this is God's plan. This is God's will for my life. I do not need to live in bondage from the past. I do not need to uh, live in bondage from things of the world and sin, but God has given us through the blood of the Lamb, he has given us power and authority to live free and to be free in Christ and to live in the joy of the Lord. He's done this for us. He's given this to us. So I want to share, I'm just going to share two things and then we're, we're going to just get to the altar because I'm just like, come on, let's do it. Because I believe that God wants to deliver today. I believe and listen, if you know, listen, if you know right now already that God has this day for you, don't you dare sit back when we come into the, don't you dare, you know that, hey, that God has freedom for you today. Don't you dare sit back, but come and receive the freedom that God is offering and God is giving to us today. So the Bible says that that freedom comes in our life when we, what? When we live by the Spirit. When we live by the Spirit. How many ever, um, how many's ever read that scripture where it talks about if you live by the Spirit that you will not gratify the lust of the flesh? How many's ever, how many's ever uh, read that? So here, let's, uh, let's read Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. If you're led by the spirit, you're not under the the sin, is what that's saying. Because the law, what does the law do? The law shows us our shortcomings. The law shows us our sin, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But when you live according to the Spirit, you're not under the law. You're no longer under the bondage and the curse of sin, but you've been set free. And that's what it's talking about. That's what it's saying. And so now how many, how many have ever said or read that and say, what exactly does that mean? To live by the Spirit. How many ever asked that? It's like, well, really, what, does, what all does that mean? What else? What else? Okay. Well, we got the answer. The Bible says live by the Spirit, and we're not going to gratify the lust of the flesh. Okay. I live by the Spirit. <laughs> Come on, how many have been there? All right, I live by the Spirit. Yeah. But what does it really mean to live by the Spirit? To live by the Spirit of God is what I call an all-in lifestyle. To live by the Spirit means I give you everything, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to slap me around when I need to be slapped around. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to convict me. Holy Spirit, I give you everything. Lead me, guide me, direct me. Let every step I take, let it be, t- be taken in your direction. Everything and all in. I talked uh, uh, a little bit uh, last week. Uh, we kind of talked about how so many times that we want to be delivered and we want freedom, but we want it without it costing us anything. Okay? We want to be delivered. We want to live in that joy, but they, we don't want it to cost us anything at all. We just want it. But how many know, how many know that, how, how many ever told their kids, uh, birds of a feather flock together? How many's ever said that? Okay. Birds of a feather flock together. So sometimes that happens that when you start hanging around and, and, and doing these things that a lot of times you become what you put your life into. You become what you put your life into. Well, if you put your life into the spirit of God, then you're going to become and you're going to fulfill the scripture that says, I am free. And it was free for freedom that I've been set free. You're going to begin to, to fulfill the scripture that says, uh, do the authority and the power of Christ I can demolish all strongholds in my life. When you begin to live by the Spirit, and that is your course in life, and that you're willing. Now, I've, I've, uh, I've read uh, several books that, uh, from authors who um, had some of them like severe, severe bondage in their life. And in their books, they will kind of lay out, and I've seen this through many authors that I've read talking about the bondages that they've had in their life, and what you see is this, is many of them is, you'll see, it's very common, is many of them, they got to the place where they were so low, and they cried out to God, they were just crying out to God, saying, God, 
God, help me. I'm talking, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm talking about one um, pastor that was in so much bondage that on the way to church on Sunday morning, he would stop by and meet up with a prostitute on his way to church on Sunday morning. Bondage that was just consuming them, that was just overwhelming them. And when they came to that point where they just said, God, deliver me. And God delivered them, set them free and forgave them. But every single one of them at that point in time went all in with their relationship with Jesus. You know, some of them, they went home and they took their TV and they threw it in the trash. Some of them, they did Things that you would say, oh, that's, that's crazy. But yet they did it because they didn't want to ever lose what the gift that they just got. Listen, it's the same principle. Listen, if we struggle with alcoholism, you probably shouldn't be hanging out at the bar. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Do you hear what I'm saying? God says, go all in. Because think about it for a second. What has that stuff ever brought you? What has it ever brought you? Emptiness. Guilt. Shame. God is here to deliver us. He's here to deliver us. There's some in here today, it might, be, it might not be something like alcohol, but some in today, it could be that years ago that you were hurt, that maybe you were taken advantage of. People did some wrong things to you in, in, in whatever way that might be. And it might be for years and years, you've held on to that hurt and that pain and that suffering that comes from it. Or it might be that you have a family member that just hurts you so bad. Or you have a friend that just uh, betrayed you in a way that just was, uh, that was just horrible. Or you have a marriage that, that fell apart and, 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 and broke into pieces. And, and still to this day, it weighs heavy on you. I want you to know. I want you to know today that God... That God is here to deliver us. He is here to set us free. And that's, that's why I'm so excited um, about preaching this message today. Matter of fact, I'm just going to be honest with you. I was like down, I was down at the front during worship. And I was like, I was like, God, you just do whatever you want today, do today. But, you know, I really want to share this because, man, it's, it's, I want to share this really bad. Because I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do. I'm excited that lives are going to be changed, that some of you have been down and out for years, and you're going to experience a freedom today, a deliverance today that's going to change your life. You're going to walk out of here thinking you lost 50 pounds. It's like, man, did I just lose weight? Listen, he's here. He's here to set us free. Give him everything. 
Give him everything. Give him everything. That stuff in your life means nothing. It means nothing. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. And when we live by the Spirit, we will walk in an authority and a freedom and a deliverance that will make us laugh. You know, um, I did Sister uh, Mary's uh, Herring's funeral this, uh, this last Thursday. And um, what a privilege that was to do that. I, I said I, um, how many times that I would, I would come in and uh, Sister Mary would be sitting there either doing the attendance or doing the offering. And I would come in, and I would, like, poke my head in, hi, Sister Mary. And, and, she, and she would turn around with a big smile, hi there, Pastor Jeremy. I was like, she always made me feel like, man, like she really, she really wanted to see me today. <laughs> and so, but at the funeral, uh, they played the song, I Can Only Imagine. And I, th- I thought about that, and I, I've thought about that, you know, what, what I can only imagine. I think I know now what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to, at that moment in time, break out in such laughter and joy because I'll look at him and I'll say, oh, you were right. All I had to do was trust you. Oh, God, you were right. You got me through everything. When I looked to you, you delivered me. And I'll look into his eyes and I will see the truth that I believe and held in faith all my life and I will see it. I will know it. And so I think me and Jesus is going to have a really good laugh. Because of the victory. Come on. Come on. What happens when your favorite sport teams win the championship? You see ball games where somebody makes a game-winning shot, and then the whole place just erupts, and they come running on the, they pick up somebody, drop them on the ground. <laughs> Listen, man, when I stand before him, And I didn't have to wait until I seen you face to face to experience it, to know it, and to live in it. Because you allowed me on earth to live in that freedom to where when I just looked across during my prayer time, I couldn't stop laughing. Because if you were, I love the word awesome. I should just have a shirt that says awesome on it. Maybe put up above it, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Sister Paul, will you and your team come up? I had a whole another point, but I just really feel right now in the spirit that God's wanting to, he's ready. Jesus. 
Jesus. Hallelujah. If you stand this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You don't have to wait for anything. So just start worshiping him. Start right now. Listen. Jesus. Jesus. If today the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you, you've held on to things, you've had hurts, you've had pains, many times you cried out, deliver me, I want you to know that he is here right now. He ordained this moment, this time, you were going to be here. He knew it and he's calling out to you. So this is what, this is what we're going to do. We're, we're just going to go in and we're going to start worshiping God. And if you're ready, if you're ready to give it all, you're ready for those hurts and pains to be broken off. God is here today to meet you. And so I'm going to ask, we're going to open these altars right now. Right now, if that's you, I want you to start coming. It's just, we start worshiping. Go ahead. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on.